bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. For over 20 years, people have been looking to Savor Magazine for trends, recipes, and tips for the foodie in all of us. And that's none more evident than in the pre-sales of their brand-new cookbook that's already number two on Amazon charts, and it's not even out yet. But you can get to Amazon. You can pre-order it. And if you're listening to this down, down the road somewhere, get on and order the book because it is available very, very soon. And we have the editor-in-chief of Saber Magazine with us right now, Betsy Andrews. And congratulations, Betsy. Thank you so much. I'm actually the executive editor. Of the, the executive editor, and and now there's also Saber Drink, right? There is. It, it, it's a it's a publication that we are starting up that is all about cocktails, spirits, wine, and beer. Which is awesome because that has been a category that we all know and love, but it hasn't got a lot of attention. So it's really great to see Saber addressing that 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 niche of the audience where where I I'm not really a great cook but I can make a pretty good drink and and I'd like to know <laughs> more about how to make more drinks. <laughs> great and you can find out about that in the cookbook too. There are a number of of classic cocktail recipes both old and new. That is wonderful. You know, um, people have been looking to Savor for for so long, and uh, to you guys have really led the trends and what's happening in food, what people are eating. Um, have you how, how have you seen that that trend change over the last twenty years? Yeah, it's been an incredible explosion of interest in food. So, yes, Server is twenty years old this year, and uh, you know when the magazine started. Uh, back in 1994, I was one of the really early subscribers. It has always been my favorite magazine, and I remember being so hungry for the information that was in Sever, the global approach to cuisine and the cultural um, and historical approach to cuisine. And now you just see people doing it you know, all over the place. And I really do think that Sever was a great influence on, on um, folks and on chefs as well. When you talk to chefs, they always say how much they love the magazine because they've learned so much about the roots of, of the cooking that they've been doing. And so now you see not only, you know, in, in print, but also, of course, online, just, um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless for people um, in terms of, you know, visual um, presentation and, um, and, how they use the space online and also on television. So we're using all these media right now um, to, to, you know, eat more interestingly and better. Well, the new classics cookbook that has more than a thousand recipes um, from around the world, it really is bringing this authentic cuisine into our own kitchens. And then you're telling the stories kind of be behind the food also in, mm-hmm. in the new cookbook. Yes. Yes, yes, we are. Um, we're telling some really, you know, fun stories. Um, so this this is, you know, uh, over a thousand recipes. And can I tell one or two of my favorite stories? Sure, absolutely. Okay, 
great. So, you know, a dish like as 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 sort of classic um, as the fettuccine Alfredo. So this dish was created sort of at the turn of the 20th century by a Roman restaurateur whose name was Alfredo De Lelio. And he invented it because he had a pregnant wife who had lost her appetite. So he took what was a sort of much humbler dish called fettuccine al burro, which really means fettuccine with butter, that, you know, is sort of tossed with a little butter. And he just loaded it up with tons of Parmesan cheese and way, way, way more butter. And it was so decadent that she couldn't resist it, and she started eating. And not only that, but he served it to his customers, and they loved it too. And then it became a classic. Oh, my gosh. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, think so about really that next time I eat it. <laughs> it was because of a pregnant lady that we have fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Wow, wow. And I can tell you a good cocktail. Oh, yes. I'm, I, I can tell you a good cocktail story since you're a cocktail fan. There is um, yes, a am. cocktail called... Yeah, it's called the Moonwalk, and this was invented in 1969 at uh, the Savoy Hotel in London at its famous American bar by a bartender named Joe Gilmore. And it's a sort of a bubbly and and kind of um, citrusy combination of grapefruit juice, orange liqueur, rose water, and champagne. And uh, when uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin came back from the moon landing, the Apollo 11 moon landing, it was the first thing that they drank. It was to commemorate the, the Apollo 11 moon landing. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, it just, it's, it, I always like to go uh, when I'm out to, to order not the same thing all the time uh, when it comes to a drink or, or even food, but a lot of times when you just don't know, you fall back on, on, on the good old standby, so to speak, you know. So it's really great to have these new opportunities open to us. And, and you guys have an app, so, so if, if you're out at a restaurant, you can even, like, just cheat on your app and kind of get some tips as well. Yes. Yes, you can. Now, how much does, does your reader feedback play into how you guys um, kind of crafted your new cookbook? Yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, we have very um, engaged readers, very involved. People um, collect the magazine, and we hear time and again from readers that they have every issue of the magazine. This is a real keeper. And they do really interact with it. They're constantly asking us questions about recipes. Um, they're refining them. They're sometimes correcting us, particularly um, if it's something, you know, from a place far afield from New York City where we are, um, where they they might be from. Um, they're correcting spellings of things and or saying, you know, there's another version of this you should try. Um, so we're always sort of learning learning from them. Um, the way that the book itself came together, however, was that we looked back at the archives of Sever and we, we gathered every single recipe that we had ever published in 20 years. And we ended up with over 7,000 recipes, somewhere close to 8,000 recipes to sort through. This also included all the recipes that were exclusive to our website, which is another whole big batch. Um, and there are only a few extra little recipes that we threw in here, just a couple of extra new classics. And then we started sorting through, and we really asked ourselves, 
what is a classic? You know, what's a classic dish? And the classic dish is one that really speaks to the culture that it came from, um, the history of that place, the geography of that place. It tells a story about where it's from. And it's also that timeless dish, the one that we taste and we think is so delicious and we can't stop thinking about um, and we want to have it over and over again. And then we narrowed that down to about 1,100 recipes in the book. And I am going to be very interested to see um, how people who buy the book, you know, readers are, long-time readers really are, and new people are responding to it and, and, how, and, and what they're having to say to us about it. I, uh, um, it's a kind of a remarkable collection, I think. Mm-hmm. How, how have people's taste changed over the last 20 years? Do, do you think, especially maybe as Americans, we're more open to try classic dishes from other parts of the world? Absolutely. So what a classic kind of used to mean was French, specifically French. Um, And then, you know, maybe a little bit of Italian food, maybe a couple of German dishes, uh, maybe some, you know, uh, good old uh, American uh, homey dishes, something like a meatloaf. And now, uh, you know, a classic could come from anywhere in the world. You know, it's not just a salad niçoise. It might be something like an Argentinian, you know, paprika, you know, spiced meat and and hominy stew like locro or a Trinidadian, you know, griddle cake called bus up and shut or a Chinese, you know, red cooked pork um, or, you know, uh, Indonesian beef rendang. Our, uh, our palates have expanded tremendously over the past 20 years. Yeah, and as the world's kind of gotten smaller, we've opened up our imaginations even more and we're we're more apt to try different things and experiment more and I think we, we, we know more people from around the world maybe mm-hmm. than, than we did 20 years ago and it's, uh, it, it's really a win-win for everybody. Very much so. And I feel like the internet has become this place where, you know, if I'm traveling, I will see I will I will seek out the local bloggers. You know, who's the local food blogger and where are they eating? They they know where they're from. And so there's this just wealth of information there for us. And people now plan their trips around the culinary aspect. I mean they plan their trips around around eating and it's easy to do that with the resources that are available to us. Um, so Severe now is in very good company. Oh, ab- absolutely. Well, um, people are picking airlines based on food now. They're picking hotels based on food. Um, they're, 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 they're cooking at home based on what they've experienced while they were out, and they want to bring that and, and share that with people. And it's just amazing to have such a great go-to guide, as you guys have always been known for. Um, and, again, it's just fairly evident by just the excitement that's, that's out there already for, for this new cookbook that's out. And uh, Thank you. James Oglin was, was part of that as well and with the editors at the magazine. Yes, he he was. Um, This was sort of, uh, you know, for all of us, this is our 20th anniversary gift, basically, you know, to to cooks. And uh, this was, you know, the sort of uh, legacy of Jim um, before he left the magazine. This is sort of the last, a parting gift for, for, um, you know, the beloved, his beloved uh, readers. (laughs) Well, one thing I'm really excited to to see 
more incorporation with Brussels sprouts because I'm a Brussels sprouts fan. Not everybody is, but I'm so happy to see so many different recipes coming out involving Brussels sprouts because actually in other parts of the world they're eaten for good luck. And here in the in the States, it's kind of two camps. Either you're a Brussels sprout person or you're not. But there's so many great ways to cook them, and you guys have really been leading the charge on that. So I'm really happy about that for one thing. And also the incorporation of olive oils and, and more olive oils into our dishes. Yes. You know, Brussels sprouts are that, that thing that, like, my mother won't eat them. I, you know, there's a generation, I think, particularly before me, where, you know, they overcooked them. They boiled them mm-hmm. to death. And they couldn't eat them. Well, now we we have all sorts of different ways of dealing with them. You know, we can roast them and we can uh, shave them, you know, fresh into a salad. We can do something delicious like this recipe, one of the recipes in the cookbook, which is a uh, Brussels sprout gratin, you know, just like making it like a cheesy, bacony, uh, you know, creamy casserole filled with delicious Brussels sprouts. So um, Brussels sprouts uh, are, are now like one of the most diverse, you know, very versatile, diverse vegetables. I think, you know, most people now think of them as something that can really be used in many, many different ways. And then, you know, olive oil is is has been an explosive sort of category of food in um, the past couple of decades. You know, you don't, um, it's not just um, Italy or Spain. Uh, there are incredible olive oils out of the Middle East where, of course, you know, that um, tradition originated. There's uh, really wonderful olive oils from California and now there are olive oils coming out of uh, other southern states like Georgia. Um, so, you know, if as a um, a cook, you know, somebody can go to the store and really, really try a diversity of them, and they have very, very different flavors. Yeah, and there's starting to be kind of olive oil stores popping up so that when we, we see these things in magazines and cookbooks and you know, a lot of times back in the olden days of cookbooks, we wouldn't even kind of know where to even begin to go get some of this stuff. But now right. it's also driving for it, it to be more mainstream for us to be able to actually get these ingredients and, and be able to make things at home as well. It's, it's much more uh, consumer friendly to shop anymore. Sure, and you know, the internet has really helped that out because now, you know, we have always. Um, done recipes that have, you know, required you to, you learn something, right? You learn about a new ingredient. And so it requires you to stretch yourself a little bit as a cook and to go out there and find that ingredient and play with it and and um, and, and find out how to make it delicious in, in a dish. And we've always told people where to source things. Well, that has become so much easier because of the Internet. I mean, you can source just about anything now online. Um, so that's amazing. You could live in a small town that doesn't have a specialty store, and yet you can still, you know, you can still get some of these things. Well, that's one thing that I really like about what the cookbook had in it, because you you, you had tips for everybody. You had not only yeah. the recipe, you had the story behind the recipe, you had the tips on everything, and, and you tried to make it as easy without actually showing up in our kitchens and making it for us as you possibly could. 
Yes, yes. So you will find you you know you'll find you know great little stories and quotes from some of our favorite chefs and and food writers throughout. But then you'll also find um, step things like step by steps on making you know a corn tortillas or a glossary of pasta shapes, so you know what you know when in a recipe if we if we call for something like bucatini or pappardelle, what you're supposed to be looking for. Um, there's are a lot of uh, uh, little bits of learnings in here that you can use to make the recipes in the book and then, you know, take with you, um, you know, in, further along in your cooking. Well, especially with the holidays coming, there's a lot of social events going on. We're all going to be getting together. There's going to be a lot of cooking. Everyone always wants to, you know, bring something that pops a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, for where you shine at a party. And there's no better time like the present to be a foodie. And I have this cookbook coming, and, and I know so many other people do because it's number two. So I know I'm not just the only one. It's going to be here in time for the holidays, and people can pre-order it now and have it available immediately. And if you want to wait, I think it comes out November 4th, um, it'll still be here in time for Thanksgiving and, and, and all the holidays in, in December as well. And then it, it just becomes a classic in your own cookbook collection. And I know so many people who just collect cookbooks and they just love them and they're so personal to them. And and uh, it's, uh, it's almost um, uh, they get passed down, you know, from generation to generation. Yes. Yes, they do. They do. And I, I, uh, I hope that that will be the case with this one as well. But I can give it to my kid and he'll pass it on. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Betsy. I really appreciate you taking. I know you're very busy. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. And we have the links up to where people can go to pre-order the cookbook. It'll be available in in bookstores. It'll be available online. And again, um, we'll have the all of the links up for for everyone to make it as easy as possible to get it in everyone's hands for the holidays. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, that was Betsy Andrews, and she is the executive editor at – I said Savor, but it's I guess it's Savor. That must be French. And – I'm just a baby in my cooking experience. I'm just learning all of this as I go along. Um, and that's the great thing about food is that there's something for everyone from all the way to the restaurant chef, all the way to the home cook, to people who like me who are, who are just starting. So you can get that cookbook. It's called Savor, the new classic cookbook, more than a thousand of the world's best recipes from today's home kitchen. And Thank you for joining us and have a great day.